What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am so excited to be sitting down back here chatting with all of you. I hope you're having um, a really great start to your week. Happy Monday. You guys know I love I love a new week. Honestly, I feel like nothing new or exciting has happened um, in my life over the past week. I don't know about any of you, but yeah, it's just been a pretty normal week. I worked all week on the day shift. Um, I'm filming this on Sunday and I start midnights this week. So we are switching it up. The schedule is about to be thrown for a loop. I'm going to have to get into somewhat of a routine and figure that out while I'm on midnights for the next two weeks. Um, and then I'll be going to afternoons. So if anyone else does shift work, you feel me on this? It's a struggle. It is really hard to have um, a consistent schedule, obviously, um, but that's okay. We work with it, we make it work, and we do our best. For the podcast episode this week, um, I'm going to be kind of going in depth into my weight loss journey and um, kind of just like taking you through my story in that. Um, I feel like I wouldn't say like nervous to record this, but this is such a big part of my life and I've struggled with my weight um, and I've kind of been on a health and fitness journey since I can remember, since I was really, really young. So I'm just nervous in the sense that I don't want to forget anything. I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to like not know the right things to say. Um, but I'm just going to talk from my experience. You guys asked me questions on Instagram as well, so I'll go through that. Um, but yeah, I made some notes, but I'm just, I just want to speak from the heart. Um, I also feel like too, I'm someone that when I've gone through something hard, um, I often forget a lot of the details and, um, I know that's like a coping mechanism, um, and like I've talked to my therapist about that before, but yeah, so I just feel like sometimes I talk about things and I forget things that even happened to me, um, so yeah, I did my best to take notes, I'll do my best to kind of walk you through my journey, my weight loss journey, um, and then I will answer questions, so let's just hop right into the episode, I feel like this one might be a bit longer than normal, so yeah, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Paige, and I created this podcast to build a space where you can come and feel good about yourself, learn and understand just how worthy you are of living a life you're so excited about. Here's the deal. I promise to keep it as real as it gets and every week discuss topics that are going to help us all get through life together. I want to talk about our passions, identify our power, and living out our purpose. This is The P Project. So let's start um, from the beginning. Really, like I said, I have, I feel like I've been on this health and fitness journey um, from like forever. Like I feel like from the time I was really young, um, I grew up always kind of the chubbier kid. I um, was overweight from a very young age. Even looking back at um, photos of myself through when I was a child. I was definitely um, overweight then. And this is something I just carried through um, my entire life. And I think that for so many years, I've always kind of been like looking for the answer. And I've been wanting the quick fix. And um, it's it's been through a lot of different trial and errors of um, so many different weight loss programs and supplements and diet pills, like you name it, I've tried it. Any new fad that's came out, um, I've done low carb, low sugar, low fat, Weight Watchers, um, like the list goes on and on. And I'm sure so many people can relate to that where you're just so desperate for a solution. Um, and it really truly hasn't been... Um, until like the past probably two years that I finally found um, 
this long-term solution that I feel so confident that I will be able to bring through for the rest of my life when I finally feel like I've found the sustainable um, solution that is going to make me healthier every single day and I'm going to be able to um, continue to progress through that in the years to come and help my future family be healthy and strong. Like I finally feel like I've I've been able to find that right solution, but it's taken so, so many years. So like I said, I grew up as the bigger kid. I definitely, um, I know people referred to me as that. And I dealt with a lot of criticism and bullying um, throughout my entire life. And this is something that like, I, I feel like I do block a lot of those experiences out. Um, but I do remember how hard it was, um, to show up at school every day and be criticized by, um, not only my classmates, but also my teachers. I had experiences where I was even getting bullied from my teachers because I was bigger and, um, a heavier kid. And how can you expect, um, your students to love and appreciate someone where, you don't even do that as the teacher. Like it just, it really blows my mind that um, I was even getting bullied from my teachers because they were never really setting a good example um, for the other students. I was the kid that was always chosen, you know, last in gym class. I um, was constantly like friend zoned with all of the boys in school. A lot of guys would get close to me only to um, because they like liked my friends. Like I was kind of that girl. I remember coming home and crying at night and girls would just be so rude to me at school um, and boys as well. It was just a really, um, it was a really hard thing to go through as a child. I think you're looking for um, acceptance and you want to feel like you belong within your peers and I never had that. I never really um, got that experience. I felt so uncomfortable um, at lunchtime in the classroom, you know, um, people would always kind of like laugh and tease me about whatever I was eating and just always making a big deal of anything I ever did um, because I was just like the visible target. A lot of the times in class, um, I remember like kids throwing their cookies at me, asking if I wanted them, um, just like making that assumption that um, I did because I was a bigger kid. I remember just feeling so embarrassed and isolated, ashamed, and so alone. Um, you know, I did have friends um, in elementary school and high school, but I never felt like they really ever fully accepted me. I felt like there was parts of them that were always embarrassed to be my friend, um, even when they did act like they were my friend. I also felt like they would always talk about me behind my back. Um, and they didn't want other people knowing that we were friends. I just never felt that like full acceptance, if that makes sense. I feel like I really tried to like overcompensate in other ways. I was expected to always be like super nice and super funny. Um, so I would try and overcompensate in my personality, um, as well as the way I dressed. So I remember um, talking to my mom being like, we need to go get this name brand of clothes because then I'll finally fit in and the kids will talk to me and accept me. Um, and I mean, it's just like, it's so sad to look back at that and to think I had so much pressure on me at such a young age that I had to kind of do all of these things in order to just fit in at school. Um, I don't know. I just think that's really sad. This is also really when um, I remember like coming home constantly from school and crying and just wanting to be able to fit in. And um, this is when like me and my mom would have these conversations about losing weight and getting healthier. And 
these were conversations I had at an extremely young age, and I don't even remember. Um, definitely elementary school for sure. And I just think that's such, just such a precious age. And to look at yourself when you're that young and be told that you don't fit in just because of your weight and just because of the way you look on the outside and nothing to do with the person you are on the inside. Um, I don't know. I just, I have so many things like I wish I could tell that younger version of myself. Um, but I think that society sells us this image too, that, um, we are taught to hate our bodies, um, if they are anything against the norm. And, um, we're taught that our worth comes from the way we look. There's so much to unpack, even just like in that. Um, and I feel like so many people um, can speak to this as well. But yeah, it's just, it was a crazy, it was a crazy experience to grow up that way. Um, and to just feel like you weren't worth anything based on your exterior look. Um, that does really impact a child, you know? Um, so many times I think people didn't realize I knew they were talking about me or pointing. Um, sometimes they wanted me to hear what they were saying. And I think now I look back on those times and I think that those kids really had their own, um, they had their own things going on. Um, and they were just projecting themselves onto me and I was such an easy target as a child so I think looking back I can kind of realize that but in the time it's obviously extremely hard to go through. I actually read this really good quote today ironically I feel like the universe just always gives me the quotes um, at the perfect time but it says an unhealthy soul finds everything offensive and takes comments personally. A healthy soul understands that everyone else's toxicity has nothing to do with them. I think there's so much growth just in kind of realizing that and I read that quote and I was like wow I'm someone today standing here I can realize that um, people's rude comments towards me have nothing to do with me and everything to do with them. So anyways, I just thought that was kind of a really good quote just to kind of like tie in um, kind of like what I'd been through before and then kind of like standing here more um, in like the more present term when I reflect back on um, being like so badly bullied as a child. One thing I think um, about that was really interesting is often I always got the compliment that I always seemed so confident as a child, as growing up. Um, even when I was in high school, I feel like a lot of people always told me that as if I wasn't allowed to be confident at the weight I was um, with the way I looked. It was almost like something like, wow, like you're really confident. Um, and yeah, something I wasn't like allowed to feel. I think it was interesting too, because like, that's a kind of a two part to that comment in the sense that I look back now and I think I was just faking it for so long. And in my head, if I acted confident and I acted like I didn't care about what other people said, then maybe that would, um, kind of like shut them up in the sense that if, well, if I didn't care, then they were just kind of like wasting their time. Um, but I obviously wasn't um, confident. I think that's really what led me into just trying anything and everything out there in order to um, lose weight. And I think for so long it was, it was just to fit in. Um, and I think that's where I really started a really, um, unhealthy, I guess, pattern of yo-yo dieting. If you've heard of that term before, I am like the CEO of a yo-yo dieter. I run the show. I am the leader of the club. <laughs> like I have been on so many diets, like I said, throughout my throughout my years, I have tried personal training, I've tried many different gyms, many different fitness programs, nutrition programs, I've worked with like many professionals, it just, nothing ever, ever seemed to work, and I think that's very exhausting 
um, you feel like nothing ever is working and um, things would work short term. That's kind of where the yo-yo um, reference come in would come in because I would lose weight. Um, and there were times where I lost significant amounts of weight and then I would look back and I gained it all, um, plus some. And I think you really hear that a lot when it comes to, um, weight loss and health and fitness is, um, you can really, it can be dangerous in the sense that you can gain your weight back plus a lot more. I think one thing that's important to know as well, um, I was always a pretty active kid, I think a lot of my um, struggles with weight does have to do with genetics. Both of my parents are heavier set. I think a lot of it just does come back to um, my parents and my genetics. And as much as I, like, obviously I don't blame it on them, um, but that is a huge factor of it. I don't lean on that as an excuse um, why I don't need to make healthy choices um, because there definitely is decisions I can make every single day um, to become healthier throughout the course of my life. It was never a situation where I wasn't active either. Um, I was always involved in sports. I played soccer. Um, I also was a dancer and then became a competitive dancer. So I always was pretty active. And then as I got into high school, I started going to the gym and um, kind of like had my own fitness routine that way. So I've always been relatively active. I wasn't like an overly active kid by any means, but I definitely um, was still moving my body. It wasn't like I was just um, not active growing up. It was also interesting being a dancer. Um, I started dancing when I was, I don't know, maybe like six. I believe, and then I moved into being a competitive dancer. And I loved dancing. It was the thing where I finally felt like I belonged to something and I loved my dance team and I just had such a passion for it. I feel like it was a place where I could kind of just like get out of my head if you grew up dancing or are a dancer, you can definitely relate to that. Like just the sense of like laying out all your emotions on the dance floor just like really was therapeutic for me. Um, a lot of the times I would um, go to the dance studio right after school. So it was just this really awesome release for me. And it was sad because even in that space, um, obviously my weight still was a factor in it. You know, I would compete in dance competitions um, with other dancers that were extremely fit and no one, no one else looked like me. Um, and if there were other girls that were heavier, they were very far and few between. I remember um, this like very distinct time I was um, at a dance competition and I had won a like big award for my solo and how it worked is you got to stay on the Sunday and then they you could recompete you had to like reperform that number so it was all kind of like the best of the best um routines there and I was so so excited about it and I remember just as like right before I um walked on stage to perform my solo, I heard um, these girls in the wings. They were getting to go on and compete um, after me. And I remember the one girl just said, I don't know how she moved on. She's not, she's not the dancer type. She doesn't look like a dancer. And um, they all just laughed and made other just rude comments. And it was in that moment where I just blocked it out and all I could do was go on stage give it my all and perform and prove them wrong and I think I've had to live a lot of my life like that I've always kind of had to be on the defense and prove everyone wrong I've always had to prove that I'm good enough that I'm smart enough that I'm deserving um and that I'm worthy of any success in life and 
it's it's an exhausting process, but it really it builds strength. And I think going back to, I mean, I could sit here and tell you like a long list of stories in my past where that bullying really um, took place. But I think the biggest thing in it all is that it's all built character in me. And looking back, and this is like anything else I've been through, any other hard challenge I've had to overcome, I am the person I am today sitting here talking to you because of that bullying I went through. And it has made me stronger and it has made me persevere and just shown me what I am really capable of. And when I look back on it, I wouldn't have it any other way because I am who I am because of those people that talked awfully to me about me um, and did nasty things to me. Like I am me because of them. I feel like I kind of got ahead of myself. I do want to backtrack um, just a little bit because I think a huge issue um, and a big part of my story is that I became an extreme emotional eater. And I feel like when you are overweight, um, you feel alone, you feel isolated, like I kind of mentioned before. And food was always comfort. And it was the one thing that would always be there for me. Food was my only real friend. And it felt like that a lot of the time. I looked for enjoyment in food and I knew I would have an instant, that instant gratification um, eating the foods I loved because that was sometimes the best part of my day, which is really, really sad. Um, I also think too, I got to a really negative place with food and I would over restrict a lot and I was on these really extreme diets um, and within restricting, I would obviously um, binge and I would go just crazy for, um, unhealthy foods because I felt so restricted and then I would just, um, like overindulge, which obviously is very counterproductive, um, and just got me further away from my goals. I think that's a lot of the times why I was kind of on that yo-yo diet, um, stream, and I also think, too, I went through a lot um, growing up, and I think that, like I said, food was was always there for me. Um, I look back to my first year of university, and I went away from home and just was in a really, really bad place after high school and into my first year, and I hated my program, and I hated being away from home, and I had a really hard time um, at school my first year, and I was just so comforted by food. Like, that was the only thing that made me feel better, and I remember drinking, like... <laughs> like two to three cans of pop a day because just the taste alone made me feel better. Um, and it just sounds ridiculous for me to like sit here and, and talk about those habits now. Um, but you know, I've been there and I have countless nights where all I did was lay in bed, cry, eat ice cream and pizza and chips. Like I have been that girl for years and I stand here today knowing that um, I'm not her anymore, but I have years of being that girl. I would say it probably wasn't until I moved home after that first year away at university um, that I really wanted to make a change for myself. And I think this is a huge thing. Um, I remember like for years, people would always say, you have to lose weight for yourself. Um, and I never truly did that until I kind of experienced this really low um, place after first year. And I finally said, you know what, I'm doing this for me. It's not for my family. It's not for a boy. It's for me. 
And I think even then I still had so much, so much to learn. And I look back on (laughs) me then and I'm like, you didn't know what you were doing, but I still don't always know what I'm doing, right? So it's a process. I think that's a huge part about losing weight and just having a healthier lifestyle is this is a journey. And I think that um, so many people want that instant, um, those instant results. They want to just magically love themselves and feel confident overnight. And that's not how it works. There's so much trial and error and work that goes into it. And if you're someone that believes in the quick fix, like hard reality truth that just doesn't exist for the long term. I think that there are programs and um, things out there that you can get that quick fix from, but are you going to be able to um, live a sustainable lifestyle um, for years doing that? I think that's something you should ask yourself too. So it wasn't about until that time um, after my first year that I really wanted to take my health and fitness seriously for me. I have these photos and I can like visualize them in my head. I remember so vividly taking um, these pictures of myself in my first year dorm in like one of those long, um, like behind the door mirrors, like those long ones um, that you hang up in your dorm room. I have these photos and I was the unhealthiest, unhappy, like I've ever been and just in this place that I never want to go back to and I moved home and I said to myself this is it um and I really started to just make slow changes I first the first thing I ever did was stop drinking pop and I just made these small steps Um, and this is back like five years ago. And then I started introducing more veggies into my diet. And then I, I just started doing these, these small things that have compounded over time. I was someone, I loved potatoes. Like I, all the French fries, like any kind of way you can make a potato baked, mashed. Like I was about the potatoes. Okay. (laughs) Like white potatoes. And like, that was just always my go-to always. That's probably all I could eat. It probably like ran through, um, my blood at that point because I ate so many potatoes anyways. Um, and I just decided, why don't I try sweet potatoes? Like, why don't I substitute that out? And just making these small changes over time, Um, and now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we've really come a long way here. It was then as well that I really started getting back into the gym during my first year of university. I would probably go like twice a week, maybe. Um, and yeah, I started to get back into the gym when I moved home. Um, I started to just really turn my life around And then I got to this place where I had probably lost about 30 to 40 pounds and I just felt great. I felt awesome. I was really excited about it, Um, but I wasn't as happy as I thought I would be. And that's kind of where I started to really over restrict myself. So I remember I cut out carbs. I was only eating salads. I was spending like almost two hours a day at the gym. Um, I had made a Instagram account to stay accountable and all my friends followed along with my journey. And um, yeah, I just, I got into this really, I didn't realize it at the time, but just this really negative obsessive state that was really, really dangerous. Um, And I didn't even know. And I remember just hitting this awful plateau And I was so frustrated because I'm like, I'm doing all of the things. I'm eating really healthy. I'm spending so much time at the gym. It felt like all I did that summer was go to work, go to the gym, and then like go home and sleep, like on repeat, on repeat. And I was so, so exhausted. I was overtired, overworked, and just frustrated. I was like, I'm getting nowhere. I'm putting in all this work. I just want to give up. I want to say this was like maybe between my second and third year of university. 
that I had like seen success, um, but I just, like I said, hit this bad plateau and I was just really frustrated. Didn't know where to go. I was like, I've tried everything in the book. Like what, where do I go? What do I do? Um, and that's actually where I got introduced to the Beachbody programs and I got introduced to them that summer. I said no. I was I was someone that was like so stubborn in the sense that I was like, I've lost weight on my own before. Like, I don't need anyone else's help. I'll figure this out. Um, I, I just need to get out of this like plateau, like just give it time. So then after that summer, I went back to school and um, kind of continued the same things. I was going to the gym at school. I was eating next to nothing, looking back at it. I wasn't fueling my body with enough nutrition. Um, obviously making healthier choices, just wasn't eating enough. And then that was actually the year that um, my dad got really sick. And I think that this was really kind of a huge wake-up call for me, like never before. You know, I had experienced um, being overweight my entire life, and I knew that it was a health issue. Everyone told me, society told me, all of my peers told me, um, my family told me, doctors told me, like I knew um, the health risks of being overweight, but I think once I saw my dad get sick, it was this wake up call and I just like saw my life flash before my eyes and I was like, I need to make serious change. Um, and this needs to happen now. And not only for myself, but I was like, if my dad gets healthy and makes it through his cancer, I want to be able to help him become healthier and make better choices as well. Like this just wasn't about me anymore and me living a long and healthy life, but it was encouraging my family to do the same as well. And kind of like taking that leadership role in the sense of, um, okay, I've done this now. I really want my family to kind of follow suit as well because I knew his habits were not healthy in the slightest. So that was something that was really, really important to me. And that's kind of where I went um, back to the Beachbody programs because this was something I'd never tried before. I had never done at-home workouts. Um, I had never worked out through like access to videos or anything like that. Um, I did take those videos to the gym at school. Um, now I work out basically just in my basement, always at home, which I love, but I did take them to the gym for a long time too. Um, but within like two weeks, I saw incredible results, um, not just physically, but so much mentally. Um, if you know my story with beach body programs, you guys know this. It was like I had this 360 switch in my life um, and every area of my life just was positively impacted. Um, I now had so much energy. I was so much happier, laughing more, smiling more. Um, my confidence was growing. My relationships and friendships were better. Um, I used to be someone that I would have to nap um, like a couple hours a day. I no longer had to do that. I um, was a better student, which was like crazy. I was like, I've never been this focused in class. My grades were better. Um, just everything positively changed in my life. I now also had this huge community um, through the programs of girls that were just there for me and supporting me every step of the way through an accountability group um, that I had never had before. I, um, for years, I was the only one in my friend group that really ever worked out, ever really had to like watch what they ate and that really was ever trying to lose weight in a serious way. Um, so I never really had that accountability buddy before. Um, and to have like an entire group of girls just work on themselves every single day alongside me um, was really motivating and really kept me pushing since I joined um, these programs. I fell in love with um, the way I was feeling. I also fell in love with the fact that 
I was used to spending like two hours at the gym, an hour and a half at least. Um, and now I was only working out like 30 minutes a day. And I was like, oh, this is a joke. Like, there's no way this is going to work. Um, and I loved the workouts. They were so different. I never had to like come up with, um, what workout I was going to do, like plan any of that out, which is just honestly a lot of work in my opinion. Um, it was basically having like a personal trainer come right to you and walk you through all the moves and do the workout alongside you as well. So I loved the workouts. I also loved how easy, um, the nutrition plan was to follow and I didn't have to over restrict myself. I wasn't cutting out food groups. I didn't have to like have a whole like diary, like a food diary, counting all my calories. And like, it was nothing like that, I guess, isn't like that because I still obviously follow the plan, but, um, it was just so easy and it fits so well, um, in my busy lifestyle, which is something that, um, I really, really loved. This is really the reason I decided to become a coach because I had seen such amazing, um, results mentally and physically that I wanted to share this with everyone I knew because I had tried everything else out there and nothing had ever worked for me like this had. And I just knew after doing the programs for a couple months that I was going to be able to do this for the rest of my life. And I wanted to make sure, like scream it from the rooftops and make sure every single person out there um, knew about these products and programs because I was seriously feeling on top of the world. I obviously before joining had lost about 40 pounds on my own. Um, and just within the first month that I did these programs, I felt way happier and better about myself within just that short time. Um, than I did after I lost like 40 pounds on my own. Um, so that's exactly why I decided to become a coach. Um, and just having that community and that support, um, being able to work with like-minded girls every single day, um, that cheer you on, that want the best for you and that are there to hold you accountable for your health and fitness goals. I just think it's like the most powerful thing. And I don't know, I could just like talk about it all day. Um, because I just, I love it so much and I am so grateful that I finally, found a long-term sustainable lifestyle. I think that's what it comes down to is creating something that you are going to be able to adopt into your lifestyle long-term. I think that, I don't know how many times I heard, you have to make it a lifestyle. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'll make that decision once I get to my goal weight or like, what do those people know, you know? Um, like, that's kind of what I always believed. But sitting here today, I know for the rest of my life, I am going to have to move my body in some form every day. I'm going to have to fuel my body with things um, to fuel my body properly. Um, and it kind of takes the pressure off a bit as well. I always would have like these like timelines. I had to lose a certain amount of weight by this date. Um, and it takes a pressure off once you realize this is a lifestyle and this is a long-term thing. I'll also touch on um, kind of like the scale and weighing myself. I actually have no idea how much weight I've lost sitting here today. I have not weighed myself in probably a year and a half. When I had surgery this past February, they weighed me um, at the hospital, but I didn't look, I didn't like want to know um, because I'm someone that has had a very like negative, like, I don't know how to say this, but just a very negative um, experience with the scale, I guess. I used to weigh myself every single morning when I got up and I would let that number, that red down, 
in between my right and left foot, um, that would affect my entire day. And I think it's a very negative place to be in if you feel like you are in that space right now. Um, I would just challenge you to step away from the scale for a bit. I know that is how some people choose to track their progress. For me, I rely on photos. I think progress photos are um, very powerful. And maybe you don't want to take those before photos. Um, I get that. But even if you just have them for yourself, put them on your computer. You don't even have to keep them on your phone. Um, But it's just a really good reference point to go back I took before photos that I never thought would surface the internet, and now I'm so proud to share that. Um, I also take measurements. I just think that if you are going to base your um, progress on numbers, there's so much more to living a happier, healthier lifestyle than what's on the scale. Like There's so many things the scale doesn't tell you about how you're improving, Um, and your weight fluctuates day to day. So why are you weighing yourself every day when there's so many factors that go into kind of that number? So that's kind of my rant on like why I don't, um, why I don't weigh myself. I have no idea how much weight I've lost since I started. Um, I would probably estimate like, I would say like pushing closer to 60 to 70 pounds now, maybe. Um, but I don't know. I really, I really don't know. I don't care. Um, and it's just a much healthier space for me to be in. My mom has like totally hid the scale in our house. I don't know where it is because it's tempting for me. If I see it there in the bathroom, I'll step on it and I'll let that number affect my mood. So yeah, that kind of brings me more to current, my current day. Um, I have still had ups and downs. I've been doing these programs for about two years now, Um, but stuff has happened in my life where I have fallen off track a bit, but I've always got back on and I'm standing here today feeling the best I've ever felt. I feel so strong and so confident, Um, but I'm still working on myself every single day. I think I've given up the idea of an end goal um, because for me, my goal now is just improvement every single day, day after day. I just want to not break promises to myself. I want to um, get up and be better than I was the day before and gain more strength. And um, I think that's really what it's about for me now. I also think too a huge shift that I've had is my weight loss now has nothing to do with the way I look physically and more about me mentally. I know that when I move my body and I'm fueling it with um, the proper nutrition, I am so much of a happier, better version of myself I think it's so easy to want to skip a workout, to want to overindulge in all of the treats. And that's okay too, but I always reflect back to how I'm going to feel mentally. You know, the next day, it's no longer about how do I feel in the moment, but how do I want to feel and live out the rest of my life? And it's just so... I feel like once you get to the point in your journey where it isn't about the physical results anymore and it's just about having a mentally clear mind and focusing on your mental health, um, I think that that's the game changer in my opinion, in my experience, is when you're just working out um, for your mental health and just to feel better about yourself um, from the inside and you're really doing kind of that deep work internally, um, to have that growth as well. I think that's like a game changer in itself. And that's why 
I have been able to be so consistent over the past um, couple years with what I'm doing now. All right, let's move into questions. I feel like that was a lot to kind of just talk about and unpacked. Um, but you guys did have some questions for me on Instagram. So let's just dive into that. Someone asked, how do you stop comparing your progress to others and have a positive mindset? This is a good one. Um, I feel like this is something that's really hard. We are like trained to always like measure up our progress to other people and compare ourselves to others and those around us. Um, I think for me, this is where I really had to kind of just like take a deep dive into myself, you know, ask yourself, who are you kind of on the inside? And that's what I had to do. I had to do a lot of like self-reflecting um, and realizing a lot of the people that you are comparing yourself to, they have so much going on behind the scenes that you know nothing about. I think that this is really hard in kind of the landscape we live in with social media because a lot of the people I compare myself to are other people's lives I'm watching on social media who are posting their um, pictures of themselves and their bodies. I think that it's kind of being real with yourself um, and having realistic expectations. For a long time, I wanted to look like a Kardashian, don't we all? Um, but the reality is I will never look like Kendall Jenner. And I think that when I'm constantly like comparing my body to hers, I'm going to lose every time. Like that's a mental battle, a physical battle. I'm never going to win. Um, and it's exhausting. One thing I did is I unfollowed anyone and I would recommend everyone does this, but unfollow anyone on social media that makes you feel any negative thought um, about yourself and the way you see your body. So if there was someone on social media where I compared myself to them a lot and I, you have to get real with yourself here and be really brutally honest and be able to identify this isn't healthy. Um, and then I started following more people that um, looked like me and had more similar body types to me. Um, and that just like really, really helped. Even people that I was like, this is a realistic body type that um, I could work towards. And I think that it's just making sure your social media feeds are a positive environment. I think too, this is something we forget, but um, the people we compare ourselves to are comparing their selves to someone else. Um, I think that's like a very interesting perspective when you look at it like that. Um because it's the truth. The reality is we all have our own insecurities. I don't think anyone is fully happy with the way their body looks. I think it's when we start accepting ourselves for who we are and just really loving ourselves in the moment. You know, life is happening right now and you are beautiful right now. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but I know I have wasted way too many years of my life not living in the current moment and just wishing I was thinner and I skipped out on events and didn't go to things and I just wasn't living my life just because of the way I looked and because I wasn't fully happy with the person I was. I just, I hate that I spent so much so much of my time doing that, so much time comparing myself to other people. Um, I think we just all need to start living for who we are in this current moment. And if every single day you are just trying to be a little bit better than the day before, I think that's all you can ask of yourself. And I know it's hard to not compare yourself to other people, especially online. Um, but Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or wherever you are comparing yourself to someone else it's a highlight reel. So I think just remembering that um, in itself is really powerful. And 
too, when we get so caught up in what other people are doing and comparing ourselves to other people, it's actually robbing us of living our own life. Don't allow what you see on social media or the progress in someone else's health and fitness journey um, prevent you from seeing success in your own. Just do you and just focus on you. I always tell myself, okay Paige, just put your blinders on and get to work. And if you are struggling with comparison, that's all you need to do is just focus on yourself and dig deeper um, into you. The next question, how do you get back on track after you've fallen off for a bit? My biggest piece of advice um, for this is just jump back in the next day. I have days or entire weekends where I am not on my best nutrition game. I'm treating myself. I'm not working out. Like I have those days too, but it comes back to that next morning. I need you to wake up and act like that stuff never happened and just go back to your normal routine. Go back to moving your body, to drinking lots of water, to fueling your body with good nutrition. Like that's what you have to do because before I would always like beat myself up over it and that would lead me to running to comfort food and it was just this awful cycle and I was like, okay, well, I'll just like get back to it on Monday or, you know, I'll take a couple days off and then on Monday I'll get back to it and no, you just need to jump back the very next day and do the things you would normally do, get back into your routine, don't beat yourself up over it, we're all human. The only way this is gonna be a lifestyle is if you do treat yourself from time to time. It's so, so important. Um, so yeah, whenever I, I have um, a treat or a full weekend off plan, you know, maybe you went on vacation, um, all you gotta do is come back and get right back on track. Just jump right back in as if it never happened. Um, one weekend off of your normal routine is not going to erase all of your progress. And I think at the moment, sometimes it can feel like that. I have a very sensitive stomach. I have a lot of stomach issues. Um, and when I have just ate the slightest thing that my body does not agree with, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have just gained all my weight back. Like I just, it's such a mental thing and it's not the case at all. But um, so yeah, even if it feels like you're, you've gone backwards, um, you haven't <laughs> one treat or one day or week or whatever it is, is not going to erase all of your progress. You just need to jump right back in. What's one thing that has surprised you since you lost weight? This is a good question and very, a very deep one. Um, I feel like for me, I started out having certain insecurities um, as far as my body goes. I was really insecure about my stomach and um, kind of like the extra weight I carried there. And as I've lost weight and my body has just changed so much, um, like the composition of my body has just changed with, you know, me building muscle and um, like thinning out in certain areas. I didn't expect to have different insecurities as I kind of went on. I feel like I've never talked about this before, um, but we're all human. We all obviously have our own um, insecurities of ourselves, but now it's like, I've made progress, but my insecurities have changed to different parts of my body that I would have never even thought twice about them before. Um, so I think that's kind of been the biggest thing that um, has surprised me since I've lost weight. I thought that once I lost a certain amount of weight, I would just love my body and I'd be so happy. Um, but that's not the case. I think that obviously I... I do have such a better relationship with what I see in the mirror, but I do have my off days. I do have, you know, days where I wake up and I don't love what I see, but I refuse to dwell on that all day and let that affect the course of my day. I think the more we have these conversations about um, our bodies and our insecurities, and the more we normalize um, 
certain things, the better we'll all feel about ourselves. Um, and I think that's just, it's important. We all have insecurities. We all have things that we would want to improve on. And that's, that's just the reality. How do you get over having cravings? I feel like this is a really good one. Obviously being able to identify the foods that you usually crave. Um, for me, it is potato chips and ice cream. Those are like my two like guilty pleasures. I think just to find healthier options um, or versions of those favorite foods you have, those cravings. Um, so for me and ice cream, whenever, like I always want something sweet after dinner. So that's usually when I would have um, my superfood shake just because I feel like it helps with like that chocolate fix. Sometimes I'll um, have like mix in peanut butter with the chocolate and it just tastes like Reese's Pieces, which just like helps the soul. Um, or when I'm craving like chips or something um, like a bit saltier, I love making my own popcorn. Um, as an alternative for that, I also love um, rice cakes. It's just a matter of like figuring out foods that um, you can still make like healthier alternatives for. And then I do still treat myself from time to time. I do believe in balance and um, treating yourself. I think it's so, so important. Um, do not feel like you need to restrict yourself in order to lose weight because you most definitely do not. I think another thing too, as far as cravings go, is this is just what I've noticed anyway. Um, when I haven't had... Um, for instance, let's say ice cream. When I haven't had ice cream in a while, I actually don't crave it anymore. Um, so if I've gone like a couple weeks, I haven't had it, um, I haven't craved it. The minute I have it again, it's like my body remembers how good it is. So literally for the next like four days, I crave ice cream every single night. Um, so that's something that I just have just become like very self-aware of. So I always know that kind of like going into treating myself that I'm going to have to fight off those cravings for the next couple days um, when I do treat myself. So I always kind of know going in, um, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. But then after a couple days, I don't even really like crave that anymore. I just feel like it's your body remembering um, or like your taste buds remembering how good it is. I think that's something else that maybe actually surprised me um, about losing weight is I find the cleaner you eat, you actually start to crave like healthier options. Um, so now that I eat a pretty clean diet, I usually don't crave the things I used to always crave because I just haven't been in my body for so long. Um, so I find myself craving um, fruit and vegetables like that's what I crave now, um, which is just like weird and something that like surprised me. I thought I would always have these like really intense cravings, but that actually hasn't been the case for me at all. Someone asked, I live at home, so I eat what my parents buy. How would your diet change in this scenario? Um, I actually am in the same exact situation. I live at home and, um, I do obviously eat what, um, my mom buys at the grocery store. I think it's really about being like open and honest with your family when you're trying to, um, eat a healthier diet and a healthier lifestyle. For me, like I'll ask my mom, um, Hey, can you pick up some vegetables so I can make salads this week? Um, kind of like already having an idea in your head what you're going to want to eat for the week when your parents do go shopping and um, ask if they can pick certain things up. Um, I think that is really helpful. Even like getting them in on it too. Um, my mom follows the nutrition program I follow. Um, so it's been really nice because we're kind of able to, um, she understands the way I need to eat. Um, so having that conversation, if you want your family to also be making healthier decisions, ask them to buy, you know, fruits and veggies for you. 
um, or, you know, whatever you want to eat for that week. And then, um, you know, if you need to cook for yourself, a lot of the times I do. Um, and then you have that food in the fridge. I think it's just about having that open conversation with your family, um, and having them support you in making healthier decisions and healthier choices when it comes to nutrition. Um, I know I, (laughs) I am someone that like, I, I get very tempted and that's something I struggle with is, um, not giving into my temptations. So if there is anything that, um, I would find tempting, like I mentioned before, chips, they are nowhere where I can find them, nowhere where I can see. Um, so like my mom will hide, um, (laughs) sounds like ridiculous. Like I'm such a child, but she'll hide, chips if she buys them in cupboards or in the garage or wherever um because they can still enjoy them but I do not want to know where they are and where they exist in our house this is just something that like we do but I don't know if that's helpful someone said I struggle with consistency what do you do in order to stay accountable and consistent I think a big part of this is having the accountability group I have and having that kind of extra support system I think also being a coach myself, um, I am a leader in the sense that I need to live, um, live my best, healthiest life every single day. And I know that my clients are counting on me for that. So I think that's a really big thing that has kept me um, so accountable and consistent as well. Another huge part for me um, with staying consistent has been um, finding something you love. Find a workout that you love doing, find recipes you love making and you enjoy eating um, that are good for you. And I think that's the key and that's how you're going to stay um, consistent. You need to enjoy the journey. I've said this time and time again. If you are not enjoying what you're doing, as far as being healthier, it'll never stick. It'll never be sustainable long-term. And um, just like get real with yourself. If you don't like a workout, why are you keeping, like, why are you still doing it? You know, if you don't like counting calories and tracking all of your food, why are you doing that? Like you don't have to do things you don't love. And I have just found um, workouts that I absolutely love doing every day. I'm excited um, to work out. And obviously there's days where it's going to be harder than others to, um, stay motivated, but if you're just enjoying the journey and taking one step forward every day, day after day, it's going to compound and become this huge thing you look back on and you're just going to turn around one day and be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've gotten this far. Um, because you were never fixated on the end goal. You were just enjoying the journey. And I think that is really um, how I've stayed so consistent because I absolutely love um, what I do every single day. What would be your biggest piece of advice for someone that is brand new to their health and fitness journey? Wow. I think that you need to go all in and ditch all of your excuses. If you are still someone that is holding on to the fact that you don't have enough time, that you don't have the money to invest in yourself, you don't have um, the right resources or equipment, you this just isn't a good time for you. Like whatever the excuses that you're telling yourself, you need to give up all of the excuses and go all in or you'll always find a way out. You'll always find a reason to quit. You'll always find and give in to that excuse. You need to ditch all of your excuses and you need to be your number one priority. Yeah, maybe you might have to spend a bit of money on a gym membership, on a workout program, on some equipment. You might need to spend a little bit of money here, but think about the long-term effects. You're either going to spend the money now on getting healthy or you're going to spend it when you're sick 20 years from now. And that is like harsh, I know, 
Um, but it's the reality. If you're sitting here saying, I don't have enough money to get healthy, I don't have enough money to spend on um, healthy groceries, are you serious? Like, I just like, when people tell me that, I'm like, okay. Like, I, I just, I'm like, okay, you're not in the right headspace yet because I guarantee you have spent your money on something that isn't um, benefiting your health, whether that be on going out with friends for drinks to the bar, um, spending money online shopping. Like, I'm guilty of all of those things too, but I also put money towards my health first and foremost. Um, if you're someone that says, oh, I just, I don't have enough time. I'm like, what? Like we are all busy. We all don't have the extra time. It's not about having the time. It's about making the time. Get up earlier, fit it in somewhere in your day. Stop scrolling social media. Like you have the time, you have the resources. If you don't have the equipment, go outside and go for a run and move your body that way. Like you do not, there is no excuse why you can't live a healthier lifestyle and become a better version of yourself. Um, the only person that's holding you back is you. No one is going to come out and save you. Um, the only person you can save is yourself and I get it. Like these are all excuses I used to use too. So I'm coming from like, the biggest place of love. I feel like I'm talking to my old self here. Um, but yeah, I would just say my biggest advice for anyone that is starting is you just need to start and make small steps every single day in the right direction. Um, and you got to go all in. You got to ditch your excuses. And that would be kind of my biggest advice there. All right, you guys, that is the episode for this week. I hope you enjoyed um, listening to my health and fitness journey kind of the story um, that I've been on for years now and how I have effectively lost weight, how I found um, the solution that best works for me. I hope you guys um, enjoyed. I feel like we got deep and then I was like hitting you with some tough love maybe if you're in a place where you needed to hear that. Um, but yeah, one thing I always, always remember and come back to is nothing changes if nothing changes. That's something I, like, I always have these quotes. I, like, repeat back to myself. You have to want it more than you want to stay the same. Mm -hmm.